for the first 25 years makes a difference. And then we all just stagnate until we're older. And then we're like, oh, wisdom. Now I have it. That's my version of aging. Thank you for joining the Escape With Me book club. Escape With Me, Sam Reiner. And me, Danielle. Into our most recent read. Come with us as we evade reality and go into detail about a new book. We'll be covering it from beginning to end, so there will be spoilers. Today, we're going to Future Japan. Published October 2nd, 2007, Extras is a companion novel for the Uglies trilogy. Aya is on the verge of the best story of her life, but has she bitten off more than she realizes? And have Tally's efforts to save humanity from mind control actually sealed its doom. So my background with this is kind of funny. I think you just went ahead and read all four of them at the same time. So I read the first three from the library and then I got the fourth one and I thought Tally was going to be in it. And so I was reading it for a while and then I think I got to about to the point where the brother and his friend's like, oh, we use secret code words so the system doesn't pick up that we're talking about this one dude, right? And I was like, this doesn't have Tally in it. And then I gave it back (laughs) to the library. When is this the first time you're actually reading this friend? This is the first time I have ever actually read this book. Oh my goodness. Okay, so for me, this book is a skip. I've read it, I think, three or four times now, but I've read the whole series eight or nine times, and I don't always put extras with it. I mean, it isn't part of the trilogy. It is its own thing. Yeah, and Tally isn't it? Spoilers, not the main character. That is the joke on me. I was like, this doesn't have Tally in it. Ten... 20 whatever how many years later jokes on me tally is in it was in it she just wasn't the main character oh she's in it the way that i read her now when i read the ugly trilogy this past couple years i guess i don't know i don't remember the first time we did uglies but yeah the way i read tally now is how aya sees her i don't know if i was ready for this as a kid to be like oh my gosh tally isn't the hero she's kind of insane but as an adult i'm like yes i am so glad other people are like, Tally, there is something wrong with you. Oh, yeah. Well, and good news, guys. Shay is back. She is also in this one. And David, ew. And Faustio for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) They needed more cutters, okay? This random kid who just happened to be in the Pretty's book has just been following the group for all of the books. He's not a real character. You know nothing about him, really. He's just in all of the books. I mean, he did become a cutter in specials, so he was part of the group. But name one fact about him. Other than he was part of Tally's group. I want to say he has red hair, but I think I'm making that up. I don't even know. Why didn't her bestie? I mean, I guess they, he wasn't made special, but he did go on that trip to try to be special in Diego, and he was actually doing stuff afterwards. But no, Paris doesn't show up. Well, because, you know, Paris would not become special. Yeah, he did, but still, I count it. I don't know why Paris didn't show up, of all people. Nah, he's not cool enough to get the invite. I stand by it. But the other specials aren't special, either. Paris could have showed up just as easily as Faustio did, but they were like, nope, we're going to do Faustio because we're still going to continue to ignore him. Well, they tampered down some of their special specialness, and definitely their minds were back to normal, but they still have some of their senses. It just tally has all of them, and it's crazy, and has all the tattoos, and her teeth are still sharpened in her bones and still is a terrible friend yeah i mean but she always was though but now other people see their relationship on this go round i didn't hate the extras book did not love it still because it's not my favorite of there's the ugliest trilogy 
this one, and then the new companion, which is the new trilogy, which follows, you know, five or ten years after extras. Wow, he's keeping them close together. Because this is only two years after the tally stuff. Yeah, I think it's ten years after the mind drain, if I'm not mistaken. I don't hate this one as much as I usually do. So I'm going to keep my opinions of the book until the end, just to bother you a little bit, although you probably saw my raving. That's all I can remember was the brothers being like, hey, let's not talk about this guy so he doesn't get fame. And then I also kind of remembered the merit currency, which is great. I love when a book is like, capitalism is stupid. I'm so glad we don't do it anymore. Anyway, here's our system that's exactly like capitalism with a different named currency. Yeah, because they have the face rank. And so it's like, if you're a celebrity or you're really smart, which I'm glad they put that in. So if you help society, basically, like if you get a Nobel Peace Prize or are a scientist and are helping, you also get money. But you know who also gets that? People in the capitalist system. <laughs> it is exactly the same. You know, this whole time she's like, wow, it's so stupid. I don't know why anyone would do it. Anyway, let me go risk my life for a story so I can afford paint for my hover cam. Aya is, I don't want to say worse than Tally, because we get three books of how terrible Tally is, and only one book of how terrible Aya is. Yeah, but Aya had some character development. Three books, and Tally had no character development. Her brain kept getting messed with, and it's still like, oh my god, how are you still the same person? How did I read the same book three times in a row? She had to fight inner instincts and brain manipulation to be terrible. And Aya, at least, is like a dumb 15-year-old, which I know Tally is at the beginning of Uglies, but she's like 17 or 18 by the time it's done. Yeah, I give a lot more grace to Aya, and I like that the book actually comes for the problems with Aya versus Tally, where I feel like Tally has no self-reflection or moments where she's like, oh, this might not be a good thing, where Aya's like, oh my gosh, I need fame, and then she gets fame, and she's like, wait a second. Well, and Tally even had Shay as an inner conscience person. Who she did not listen to ever. Yeah. But she had somebody voice boxing back to her because I have her brother and then the brother's friend whose name I can't remember. Hero. And Frizz. And they are actually cute. We shouldn't talk about that just yet, but we'll get into all of this in a second. Let's get through the rest of the stuff so we can just blah about it. Age level, this is still a young adult. And weirdly enough, like you pointed out, it goes from Tally being like 18 to a 15-year-old protagonist, but I don't feel like the age level really changed. Same age rating. Yeah, because Tally doesn't mature at all. I still feel like she's 15, 16 years old, which I know yeah. is not that big of a deal, like two, three years, but... During that development time, it is a big deal. Should be a big deal. It's not for Tally, though, guys. Yeah, so content warning, there really isn't that much stuff. I added this because she was kind of above and beyond, but risk-seeking behavior... Eh? Needles, kidnapping, and fire. Kind of it. Yeah. There's not much to really object to, which I feel like I need to go check, but I feel like the others definitely had worse stuff. I know specials had worse stuff. Well, in the cutters, like I said, the specials are in this, their little fan group, but you don't see them hurt themselves at all in this. And I don't know if it's yeah. the author or because they're not broken minded, not having to rewire themselves. Even Tally doesn't. Yeah, none of this stay icy crap. 
Yeah, which I love because that was so toxic. The author definitely grows and I love the new series almost better than the ugly series, but you had to have started with it. Yeah. But it's so nice seeing them not have to keep up with the toxic day icy BS. Yeah. Yeah, let's tell children that cutting themselves is gay. It'll make you focus more, feel more. Everything that's wrong will be made right. Yeah. That's not a bad message to give to young adults. I'm surprised it's not banned in schools. Honestly, they love banned in other books. Well, it's been a hot minute since I've been in a middle school library. That's true. Is it still in there? Somebody comment below. See if it's at your local middle school. Because that's where I got this. But just the third book. Is that bad? It's like, okay, we'll give you book one and two. And then this companion novel. You're not allowed the third book. You don't get to know what happens. Diego War? What's that? No clue. It is very weird how it flip-flops like that. Where it's like, I felt like the trilogy was building. And it comes back to this one. And it's like, um, maybe let's scale back. Yeah. But to be fair, it is set in, I mean, obviously Tally has to come in and try and help fix their society too. But they are in Japan or futuristic Japan, which is no longer called that. I don't think it has a name. I know her city has a name. Oh, yeah. Just like we were like, oh, the city doesn't have a name. And then his little book where it's like, oh, let me actually tell you stuff. It's like, oh, no, it totally has a name. We're like, what? I'm sure it has a name, too. It's just Aya doesn't know it. Yeah. But Tally was in America, right? Yeah, in the Seattle area that we were shocked about. Futuristic Seattle, but... We both thought it was in the Appalachians. The mountains. I also definitely still didn't think that this one was... I was pretty far into the book. And they talk about, like, the cranes and some old traditions. Well, as soon as they did the name honorifics, I was like, okay, this is Japan. Yeah, I was real dumb the first time I read this. And I was, like, halfway through the book before I realized because they are speaking in Japanese. They specifically say that they weren't speaking in English. I was like, oh my god, I'm just an idiot. I just obviously assumed that they were white because I'm white and Tally was white. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, absolutely fair. You were the one telling me that it was set in Japan because I read, I guess it would have been a couple of chapters in, already past the name honorifics, the cranes, that, that stuff. I also thought this was in the city that Tally was in. Or nearby and- because, I mean, they were in America, which I know is our own bias, but... And then as soon as you were like, oh no, it was in Asia. I was like, it was in Asia. And then I started reading it and I immediately picked up. It's like, oh, the name honorifics and the crane and the talking Japanese and bowing to people and so many things. And I was like, so sixth grade me was dumb and doesn't know anything about Japan, apparently. I don't know when that changed, but... Yeah. Probably when I got a little bit more into manga, which was probably about seventh, eighth grade, but... It was just unclear, even though all of the signs are there. And I mean, granted, it is definitely a white American talking about Japan. Yeah. Because there are things like, oh, they say first names and then last names and then call everybody by their first name. And I'm like, nope, that's a very American thing. Japanese will call you by your last name and they say last name, first name, and they'll call you by your last name until you're super friendly. And then they will call you by your first name. So that was incorrect. <laughs> but they also did Taliwa. Yeah. That was, okay. Tally is an idiot. She's like, why are you calling me Tally Sensei? That's stupid. Anyway, Shayla. Yeah. They had La and Wa and they had their own little thing that they were calling each other. But no, they had to be racist dummies and be like, stop bowing to me. Stop adding name on her. Why are you guys stupid? And it was like, hmm, Tally. 
But also that means the Callie and Shay did zero research before just showing up to this town. Yeah, they're so lucky they knew English. Like, what if the country was like, you know what, English is stupid. Now that we have a new regime, let's just learn Asian languages. Like, what would have happened if they just showed up and nobody spoke English? They don't have a translator. What sort of toxic white American traveler is this? Yeah, it gives me the ick, but also as a reader, I also felt it because of, I don't know. My question is, why don't they have some sort of translator? They have all this other technology. Why don't they have translators? Well, and they have the sneak suits. Why do the sneak suits not have a translator button? Star Trek does. Star Trek does. I'm just saying. (laughs) Scott Westerfield didn't have to create anything that wasn't already in the world, in the universe. Very true. I don't know why they don't have translators. Like, Shay is still in society. So is Bastio, as far as we know. They haven't seen Tally since the Diego Wars. They totally could have brought translators along, but no. I think it's just so they can have the plot point of them speaking in Japanese and talking to each other, and then they talk to Tally. Yeah, that makes them look way less cool. When they're like, we're just going to sit here awkwardly while you guys speak Japanese to each other. Like, at least he didn't pull the, you have to speak English in front of us, but still, that feels like Tally. Brand. It just would have been so much funnier if they secretly had a translator and then knew the whole time and then Absolutely. were like, um, by the way, we know you guys were talking about us. Yeah, like the first time they do it, they start talking and then blah, 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 blah. And then they get to one part where they're talking about Tally and they're just like, you know, we can hear you. We know what you're saying. But when they were talking to the Inhuman and the Inhuman was speaking Japanese to them, Nope. I'm just going to show up to another country and just blaze my way through it and bombs and everything and be tally. For real. They did. Like, and it shows how their form of solving things is actually an issue because they just started setting fires. And Aya is like, wait a second. We actually solved what the heck is going on. Unlike these idiots who still joke about nanos. Like, that wasn't funny, guys. You get why that wasn't funny. Remember last time we used nanos? Yeah, we do. You started a war. It wasn't funny, guys. You almost killed people. But no, it's funny. It's a joke. Kiki, let's just, like, mention that. I hate both of you. (laughs) So it doesn't start with Tally. I love how we always start at the end, I feel like. It starts off with Aya works in this currency system. Like you said, there's merits and there's face rank. And merits is you've done a good thing, so we're going to give you money for it. And face rank is you, people talk about you. It's literally just people talk about you. Like celebrity. So she's trying to chase face rank. And it doesn't help that she always says her brother's the worst. Her brother's great. I don't know what she's talking about. He's supportive. He is trying to help her. She just sounds like a 15-year-old girl, which granted, fair. But like the entire book, I'm like, no, a stuck-up brother would have stolen your story and kept it for himself and released it himself. He wouldn't be supporting you and helping you. He does initially, when you first meet him, he spends an hour looking at his own face rank. Which like she doesn't. Yeah, but then he at some point goes up a notch or a couple of notches and it's a big deal and she didn't look at all. She didn't care. She had her own stuff going on and it's like, I don't know, he wanted her to be proud of him somehow? Well, he's just trying to be a good brother. 
brother. And she's kind of just the worst. So dad pulls an accurate 15 year old girl. She's always like, he's so snobby. He's the worst. But every time he's being the worst, he's actually trying to help her. Well, and the guys, they're, what, 17? Because they were new pretty, and then the mine rain happened. So maybe they're 18? Yeah, so there's a good little gap there. But he's still being supportive and not being like, ugh, annoying little sister, I don't want to talk to you. He just lets her come into her mansion, whatever, and be like, hey, friend, help me do stuff. I definitely, even after I knew that she doesn't end up with, what is the friend's name? Oh, let me look it up. We're going to keep mentioning him. R-E-N, Ren. Okay, so I definitely was shipping Ren and Aya this whole time. I was like, they're going to fall in love. I want them to make it work. She's going to realize Briz with his radical honesty is just too much to be a part of. What is wrong with you? You always pick the worst ships. Well, to be fair, she only knows three guys and one of them's her brother. So, no, I mean, I love her and Frizz together. But honestly, when I first read it, I immediately, I was like, no, she's going to get with friends. They're going to be together. And then she meets Frizz and it's like, oh, here's like this guy, whatever, love triangle going on. No. There was never a love triangle. I know. This was justice for glasses all over again. Justice for glasses, okay. The other Bennett book we need glasses to find love maybe i'm the only person in the entire world that ever saw this happening but i'm sure there's a hundred fanfiction about this or not red extras this book sucks i mean it was popular enough for people to want a movie to happen but not popular enough for a movie to actually happen so i don't actually know how popular this series is i'm like 95 percent sure uglies is happening i hope not but we've been over my thoughts on that we have not even gotten through the intro i just want to ramble about what i want to ramble about we kind of talked about Jojo Bukayat's cover because we were both talking about how we're dumb for not looking at the cover and being like, oh, that's not Tally. And oh, that's an Asian person. At least she has Asian heritage. Except for the one where it's like legs and a cloth over face. And for special, it's somebody's spine, which is weird. And then it's an eyeball. But it's really obviously a white person's eyeball. True, that's the copy I own. But in the original one and in the newer one. The new one that's kind of geared up to go with this new series so they kind of look cohesive i do like how in specials the flash tattoos look very different than they did the first time little tribal yeah questionable we'll say that but yeah very clearly asian but yeah you have terrible ships frizz was a great boyfriend i like that there wasn't a love triangle because the love triangle the author did in the last couple books sucked for whatever reason she had to bring it into this one too we couldn't just be like, oh, Dali goes off in the sunset with David, because of course she does. No, he tries to make us care to be like, oh, Tally so loved him so much. She's never kissed anyone ever since. Oh, you know, you deserve to still kiss people, Tally. That also is really annoying because, it's, okay, so in the last two years, she's not kissed anybody. She specifically says that, but she gets all cozy up with David. Immediately, as soon as the mission's done. All because Frizz was like, oh, you deserve to kiss somebody still. Yeah. That's all the prompting she needed. I don't believe it. It was dumb and I hated it. And I hate that it ends with that. I and Frizz are having a moment, but they look down and, oh, and Tally and David were just having a moment. And that's where it ends. And I hate it. I mean, the series is about Tally. I don't care. I hate it. Overall. It's a companion novel. Gosh, dang it. No. I remember, and I think that's probably why I still ship her and David together, which I shouldn't, and I don't really, but it's because I, I forget. 
just every time I read it, I like forget about stupid stuff. And then I read it and I'm like, oh, no, that was dumb. Because the author tries to trick you into thinking, no, her and David are endgame. It was really obvious that they wanted from the beginning that David was going to be in game. Also, Tally tries to be like, oh, me and Shay aren't super close because her brains were always being messed with and putting us on opposite sides. Girl, you stole her boyfriend with an ugly brain and then betrayed her. Shut up. Multiple times. And then she became pretty. The entire first book happened, Tally, before they were messing with your brains. And then you were a terrible friend when you were both pretties. They were so much worse when they were both specials. And then when they were specials, they were also terrible. Like, don't pull this, oh, we were always put on the opposite sides. No, you weren't. Most of the times you were put exactly on the same side. And then you suck. Yeah. Tally. But this book is not about Tally, guys. It's about Aya. It's so much better for it. I do have a question, though, about Tally, because we're introduced in the beginning. Oh, the most famous person in the world is Nanda Love. The second most. Yeah. Why does Tally have a face ring? She's not a citizen. Why does she have a face ring? It doesn't make sense. She's not a citizen. She should not be registered. Well, and some of the other cutters, they say, are part of the top 10 or top 40 euros. They get into the top thousand because of the story Aya runs. And so it's like, oh, David and Fostio and Shay can all go to the party together. I'm like, they're not citizens. I get it. It would be like, oh, they moved there and then they registered. But why why are they giving away currency to people that don't live there? Well, and that also begs the question, are other people who are doing great things allowed to have merits if they just show up to this town? And is it just the town or is it all of the whatever amount of Japan this is happening in? I have no idea. But it does beg the question is like, is the top thousand filled with people that aren't in the town? Why? Is this the world rank? Because that's crazy. Well, it's not the world rank because we know because we get there we get there. Shay gets there because she's still been in society and is like, this system's dumb. So it's not everyone, but I don't know how far it reaches. But I don't know why Tally has a face rank. I mean, to be fair, how could you not give the person who basically saved the world just carte blanche to do whatever they want? Yeah, but it's a currency. I stand by it. She should have had to register to be part of it. And especially since it's like, oh, David and Fasio and Shay just happen to have a high face rate because they're mentioned in the story. Don't tell me there aren't international stories that are like, hey, this is happening here and this is happening here. How many people in the rankings is it just BS from across the world? And it means nothing to them because not a currency there yeah the system's dumb just use dollars it's exactly the same no this is our big stand up against capitalism well it was to try and get people to actually do something with their lives so i think it probably started with the merits and then nobody wanted to work and they were like well if you entertain us you also can get money and points and then they're like cool we're just gonna bank on that how is the government not taking advantage of this to put plants in the top 10. They kind of control it. They could make a person be really famous. Anyway, that's aside the point. That's the dystopian that I thought we were going to get. Uh, no, we get not humans trying to form a society in space, even though it would cause the exact same problems they're having on Earth. Yeah, so I've not read this one in a while. So I definitely, for most of this, like Aya, believe that aliens 
are here. I think that would be way more interesting. And I forgot, I literally was trying to rack my brain because like I said, this series specifically, I don't know, I go brain dumb when I'm done reading it because I forgot what happened at the end of specials. And usually I physically read it. This is the first time I've ever audioed, which I do not recommend for extras because they got a Korean woman because it's Asian and I was expecting more, but she's so whitewashed that it feels, I don't know, it doesn't help. And I don't know if they were trying not to be racist by casting a actual Japanese person. With a Japanese accent? Yeah. I don't know. It was very disappointing. And I don't know what I was expecting. And that also might be on me. But I don't know. She could have been interchanged with Tally's voice actor from the other books and it would have been probably the same. Yeah. If you hadn't looked up that tidbit about her. Yeah. Okay. So the first section we can go over really quickly. She sees girls surfing on trains and she's like, that's an amazing story. I'm going to follow that. Well, while she's trying to look into that the train stops in the mountain and these inhuman freaks come out they're inhuman because they have feet for hands and they have weird fish faces although i will admit i kind of just imagine slender men yeah the same and then later on they're like oh their eyes i'm like oh yeah they have eyes and a mouth. I forgot about that. Because they're all wearing basically hoverball rigs. Yeah. Their feet are also hands. Weird? Yeah. No, they're yeah, their feet are hands. That's what it was. Not their hands or feet. They're all super, super pale. Which okay, let me their eyes are like fish because they don't need depth perception in space. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it does not make a lot of sense. You're forming a society. You're creating a spacecraft. You're going to have an inside. You need depth perception. You're going to walk into walls. You can't exist up there without walls. But also, what city was transforming these people? Who thought of this? Who was like, yes, feet for hands. No, what is it? I keep reversing it. It's hands for feet. Too many hands, Beth. You can still use feet up there. I'm just, I don't know. It's very, very extreme. And then they have needles. I have questions about the needles. When in the world would that come in handy? That just seems like asking for your suit to get punctured. But they have like needle hands sometimes. I don't even know. They don't talk about it. Yeah. We're getting back into the science of this and he's not good with the science. He does not understand science at all and neither do I. But their whole thing is, hey, we're stealing all the metal on Earth so you can't expand your cities anymore, which once again, it would have been real easy if these cities weren't creating mega mansions again for one person because they happen to have a high face rank. All I'm saying. Yeah. You could have made it work, but you were like, no, let's totally mess this up anyway. Because honestly, most of the pretty stuff made sense. Yeah. Everybody contained. You didn't get anything too crazy. They had living spaces, but it's just, yeah, you don't need to have tiny cramped apartments, but you don't need these mega mansions. Anyway, they're continuing to build and these people are not for it. And so they're like, we're going to steal all the metal and that way you can't use metal anymore. But then we're going to go into space and form a colony up there because there's overcrowding on Earth and we're running out of resources. They're not going to Mars or another planet where they could potentially gain other resources or terraform. No, they're going into the atmosphere of Earth. Yeah, that sounds like a great long-term plan, guys. You won't ever have to come back down? You're going to run out 
lot of resources. At least on Earth, sometimes they can form their own. You're going into space with all this metal. Yeah, cool, great. What happens when you overpopulate? Where are you getting food? Where are you getting water? How are you not crashing into the bajillions of satellite trash that is already up there? I also super hate that they pulled Andrew Simpson Smith into it. That random native guy. Okay, I kind of liked it. Only because it was kind of random. He didn't need to be there. I absolutely agree. But they were like, Tally, we have brought you an old friend. And I was like, I swear to goodness that they brought Zane back. I'm going to murder someone. And then it was Andrew Smith. And I was like, okay, I'm more for this. Poor little baby Andrew. He was so sheltered, had no idea. He got out of his little captivity and immediately joins the cult. Andrew, what are you doing? Cults are what he's for. That is where his education level has allowed him to be. He was a leader of this society because he was a holy man. And then he gets out. I mean, he was helping people. So he was still kind of his own agent. He was working with people now, but he was his own agent helping people get to the New Smokies area Mm -hmm. all the way down in Diego. But now... How did he find his inhuman people? He's just kidnapped and he was just relegated to, hey, these people know stuff. But also, it's so weird. They're in another country. How did he get here? So they do mention that this has been happening all over the world. So they have been kidnapping people from all over the world. And I'm just like, why wasn't that a story? But was he kidnapped? Yes, because earlier in the book, Tally's like, oh, they kidnapped my friend. And then you find out it was Andrew. (laughs) But that's how they already knew about the freak people is because they were like, hey, they kidnapped one of my friends. And apparently it was Andrew. I don't know what Andrew was doing. He's Tally's little helper doing something Tally related. I don't know what she's been doing, frankly. Running around not making out with David. Apparently. Not really doing much for the Earth either. She hasn't been talked about since the mind rain. Well, she went missing. She's trying really hard not to be a part of this. She's been, I guess, rewiring her brain by herself with David. Which it could have been so simple. You could have just not. You could have just not had the lesion. There's a thought. She's doing great without it. Okay, fine. Be terrible. Keep your mind wired to be terrible until you're you're rewiring it. That's fine. Only I can stop. No. But funnily enough, the Inhumans call themselves extras. And I'm like, okay, okay, author, I see you. Because you're reading the book, you're like, oh, extras, like Aya, who isn't famous. But no, it's about the extras that are the Inhumans who wants to be extraterrestrial. Okay, I do kind of appreciate that. That was a little odd for the author. That was clever. No, but Aya and all her other little friends, they are extras, like on a movie set is where the phrase came from, even though she had no idea that's where it came from. But it's like the extra people, the extra population who are not famous, who are not the lead of the story. Whose YouTube channel isn't popular enough, frankly. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Yeah. Everyone has a YouTube channel and not everyone's watching yours. So you're an extra. She follows the Sly Girls who are doing cool tricks, but not wanting to get noticed. Yeah. And so that's when they meet the Inhumans the first time is there's this hole in the wall covered by Smart Matter. I mean, that honestly, I tried it for being like, wow, that's dumb. But that sounds exactly like what we would call it. Yeah. So fair. And the smart matter covers this hole in the wall and they go in and they're like, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of cylinders of metal. That's weird. That's suspicious. Well, and Aya, because she's 15 and dumb and doesn't know anything, her instant thought is that they have missiles that are going up into the sky that are going to destroy. Okay, no, Aya doesn't. People have to tell her that. And then she thinks it because she sees all of this stuff and she's like, wow, 
wow, that's super weird. And then Ren is like, oh, that's a mass driver. It can do da 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 da. And then Aya's like, oh yeah, like the Rusties. And he's like, yeah, kind of like the Rusties. I bet if you X Y Z, it would have smart metal, and you'd be able to turn it into a missile. And then Aya totally takes credit for it. Yeah, but I mean, she takes that information and runs with it. She's trying to get famous, so she takes her little story, broadcasts to everybody without much proof. She wears a little button cam at some point when they go back out there a second time and has Ren do a couple little facts and stuff. Yeah. They don't notify anybody in authority. No, they just publish the story straight out and I'm like, well, hope the government sees it. Yeah. She did tag it so the government would see it. Hey, government, watch this. If she was doing it, which was never her intention, if her intention was ever to save the world, help people, be just like Tally, you know, be a good person, she definitely would not have published this, which is its own thing. And she convinces Frizz that that was what she was trying to do was so that the government and nobody could cover it up. She just wanted to get it out to the masses. Sure, Jan. It's so stupid that this is the plot of the book. I do like how she gets her comeuppance with it, though, because she's lying all about all this stuff, and then it comes back to bite her, where it's like, okay, who's going to believe you? You constantly tell white lies, and she gets her little girl who cried wolf moment, when they're like, why would they believe you? You lie all the time. And she's like, mm. I'm sorry, sorry, true slanting. True slanting, yeah, I love it. You have to have terminology, but not too much, just a little, so you know that it's a YA sci-fi. Well, and this one doesn't have as much of the obnoxious, like, I loved bubbly making and all of the stupid things from uglies and pretties. There were a lot of stupid things where he just took the word and they were just like oh it's not dizzying it's dizzy making. Ooh it's different. Which is hilarious because Gen Z is just doing what we did and shortening everything and so in reality it would be more like oh that's so diz. Yeah. Why are you so diz? But no it's dizzy making. They've got a couple little phrases like that but this book is not as obnoxious they do have a couple moments where it's like, I see where truth slanting has a purpose. That was the thing. The other ones didn't have a purpose. We had words for that. It's like truth slanting. And I was like, okay, I can see how a society could be like, hey, this has useful for me. Well, and it was also dumb because when they were pretties, they called it bubbly making. And then they became specials and they're like, bubbly is so stupid. Duh. But anyway, about being icy. It's the exact same thing. They were talking about the same stuff. But they were being mad at each other other we're gonna get something different yeah that's very teenage so granted as an adult reading it i hated it but if i'm taking a moment back i could see how a 30 year old white man would be like this is how i write teenage girls not gonna lie me and my sister were like bubble making and like happy making we'd say it to each other because we both were really into these books there you go you just filled it in we did it it was so stupid fell right into line she was hoping it would catch on stop trying to make fetch happen Oh my gosh, we need a Regina George. We need a real adversary against Tally, because I guess it's supposed to be Shay, but not really. And then we get to Dr. What's-Her-Face, and by the time she's actually supposed to be scary, she's not. She's just stupid. Oh, Dr. Cable, yeah. We needed a Regina George. Yeah. I don't know, Shay is supposed to be her counterpart, and she also still goes along with most of what Tally does. She's like, yeah, you know, we were living it up in Diego and helping and being part of the city, and then Tally needed us, and you know, it's just easier to follow Tally than to stop her. Literally a quote from the book. Yeah, something like that. It's like, okay, well, that was one choice you made. <laughs> that was a choice. That was a choice. 
But anyway, the cylinders of metal can somehow turn into missiles, which granted, I really need to rethink what they look like because I thought it was cylinders, you know, like proportional cylinders. But they must have been like really tall cylinders to be like, yeah, they turned into missiles. And there's a plot point later where they're like, oh my gosh, they are making missiles just like in the rusty days. And then later on, they're like, no, they're actually rockets. Like obviously, guys. Missiles, I don't, I know we're surrounded with them every day and so I would know this but I have never mistaken a rocket for a missile and vice versa is everything a missile is everything that's long and pointy a missile in their brains how have they never heard of rockets people went to the moon and I know they're like ah history whatever but I feel like that's a point somewhere to be like yeah people used to walk on the moon not brought up at all in this book when they're like hey we're going to the asteroid belt and it's like well why don't you go to Mars or the moon you know like people used to do no that wouldn't be creative heaven forbid they go to a planet where they can learn to terraform and actually create an atmosphere there where they would have more resources but no that wouldn't make sense but then why would they change their hands they wouldn't know can't change their mind now there is no going back on the hand feet which still don't make sense what are you clinging to you're not going to be out and about in the atmosphere you're going to be in a building but also they're setting their children to assume that they would have children up in space they would not be born with hand feet they would be born normal like how are they going to do surgery there how i still don't know how they, they haven't built a space station they've just built rockets also did they take other people like dead people's hands or did they modify their feet to just be longer toes. I don't even know. I never fully pictured this. I will give them that because this is a society who's like, oh, we went in, changed your bones and your skin. We can just casually change stuff about you, whatever. Fine. They can do whatever surgery they want. They make them physically taller, even as prettiest, not even just special. Do their whole bone structure. And they would actively replace the bones. Yeah. Unsure. 3D printing? Not sure. Don't know. But you do make a good point. What are you going to do once you get up there? Let's assume the surgery can totally happen. Yeah, it's fine. What are you going to do once you get up there? What are the kids going to do? What are you going to eat? Are you going to drink? What are the rockets for? Where's the space station you're going to send into orbit? What is happening? What are you going to do with all the space garbage that is just up there in the atmosphere that could very easily ram into you at any point? You're going to need more metal. Nope. It's just splitting resources. It just means nobody's going to get the metal. Ah! The more you think about it. It was a dumb reveal. I kind of wish it had been aliens. Yeah. Or at least if they were going to the moon, I could at least have accepted the moon. Sure, space people, Lunar Chronicles does it. I don't question it that much. Yeah, there's people living on the moon that have the same proportion sizes as Earth. Totally did not care because it was a good book. Of the books, though, I actually disagree with you. I think this is the best one out of all four. You are going to love the Imposter series because it gets so much better. The main character was so much better and I feel like there were actual things that she learned about fame and why people wouldn't want to be known. Hey, there's bad sides to fame and so kids that are also actively seeking fame could be like, huh, cool, there could be bad things as they trump forward anyway because the book's not going to stop them. But still, attempts made and actual societal problems that they talked about Words, what's the worth of a life just because you're famous? Like, what does that even mean? There's a lot of stuff, and I is not in sufferable. Yeah, she's 15, but she's not a horrible human being. And there's no dumb love triangle where you know who his favorite is and what your favorite is and your favorite is not his. So he's going to die. So Tally doesn't actually have to make a choice. 
it was just so much fun. And then the third section happened, and not the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it's so dumb. This is bad. Yeah, this is bad science. Like, I didn't ever really think too much about the science of uglies because I'm just like, whatever, fine. It's a future world. We can do the thing. The thing is done. Fine. Whatever. Although, I stand by the lesions. Yeah, that was a dumb point. How do you fix cuts by eating away cuts? Why couldn't you have just made it a tumor? It would have solved so many scientific problems anyway. I think he went back and forth. I think it had been a cut, and I think he changed his mind as he'd already written the book and then turned it into a tumor. I don't know. It was so back and forth. Yeah, it does not make any sense. Because in the first book, I was talking to Lizzie, and she was like, I think it's a cut. And I was like, no, it has to be a tumor. That's the only way to make sense with the nanotechnology. And then you get into the second book, and it's like, firm, no, it's a cut. If it makes you feel better, there's basically no science in the new series. Good. That's not his strong point. I know. No, he definitely learned. I mean, it took him like 10 years because I think there's a big gap between extras and the new series. He did some other stuff, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying in her world, in Tally's world. And I'm also glad it's not the same book. The Ugly's trilogy is the same book over and over again. There's a section of, hey, this is what's happening. There's a section of... They go to the wilderness. Wilderness survival. Yeah. And then there's a section of getting the best of the specials. Mm -hmm. All three books. So at least this one was structured a little differently. And it was like, hey, we're setting up stuff. And it was just focusing on the Sly Girls. And then it was like, holy crap, the world is going to explode and terrible things. And then it was jungle survival. That's nice. But it wasn't survival survival like Tally's was. Bag bowl every single day. It was good for a first book. But he kept doing it. And then when she was a specials, it was extra dumb. So I was really glad in this one, it wasn't like, oh, I'm a special. However, in the world where I survive, even though I can totally eat rocks and be fine. No, Tally acted like a special. She was like, I'm gone. Bye, guys. It was Aya and Frizz trying desperately to keep up, which is fair because they were normal people. You can't be an underdog in a special. I'm still stuck on that. I also really liked that this book had various viewpoints. I mean, not point of views or whatever. So you get to see the Sly Girls and how they do not want fame. The leader, it's just Jai, Kai, and then she calls herself Lai. I love it! She's just changing the first letter! First off, it's a K-A, and then it's a J-A, and then it's an L-A. And it's like, I love it so much, even though that's not actually how the Japanese alphabet works, but... Yeah, well, because she's going in the alphabetical order, so it's, she's probably May, and then whatever. The Latin alphabet. But I still liked it as an American reader. I was like, I kind of love it. She's just like, nope, changing the letter. Yeah, I'm too famous. When she's not at all, she's lately above a thousand or something, or a hundred views. Yeah. So you get to hear from the Sly Girls, who honestly, I wish the whole book had more of them in it, because they dip out pretty quick. They dip at the first. They're like, we see what you're doing, Aya. We know you want to record your story. Go tell the world. We're not going to save it. We're just going to go do our own thing. Yeah respect. And she comes back in the end to be like, hey, I'm totally gonna go help the people, which, okay, fine. Sorry, I'm looking up the Japanese alphabet. She could have done K. There's A, K, Sa, Ta, Na, Ha, Ma, Ya, Ra, Wa, and that's it. So she couldn't have done the J or the L. Yeah, it definitely is the American alphabet. The Latin alphabet. Oh, that was Hiragana, and there is Katakana, which is the same, but different symbols. And there's a couple other ones, but yeah, the main ones were. So I'm like, that wouldn't have actually worked, but... I would have loved more of Kai, or K, or whatever, however they pronounce it. Yeah, even the sports star, which I still have questions about how her membership works, because they're so mad at her for going up in rank for a little bit because of the Slime Queen situation where she's covered in slime, talking 
talking to Frizz and paparazzi were like, oh my gosh, who is he talking to? And so her face rank goes up and they get all pissy at her. But Eden is a sports star. She's legitimately famous. Her level goes up all the time. Even when she's not playing games. She must have been a founding member. But yeah, no, it's Eden's fault for them getting caught because Aya was like, hey, I shall follow you because you are famous and doing something weird. Yeah, she wouldn't have noticed these random extras, but she definitely noticed Eden going off with these weird girls. So I don't understand her membership, but you have the Sly Girls, who I love. And then you have Hero and Ren, who are famous enough and you get to see how Ren, he likes being famous, but he doesn't care as much and Hero really wants it, which obviously Aya really likes it. So they're kind of the same mentality. And then you get Frizz. Good old Frizz. Who's just there to exist. He doesn't really have a philosophy about being famous or not. He just wants to be. Yeah, he doesn't care about the famous part, but he invented radical honesty where they go and get a little brain surgery and then cannot lie. And that's my favorite part of this whole book, I think. Just his uncontrollable truth telling where he can't even keep a surprise party a secret. And so, of course, he doesn't like what Aya is doing, but he doesn't fully because she tells him no, it's so I can save the world and all of that. That's why I care about that story. And he's like, well, would you still have aired it if it wasn't about that? If it was just about talking about the Sly Girls? She's like, no, question mark. And he's like, okay, cool. Glad we cleared that up. And I'm like, Frizz, you're so stupid. He's such a sweet little cotton ball. I love him. He's just so good hearted deep down. And I know he's like, oh, I used to lie all the time. And I'm like, dude, you. I mean, he had to slide pretty bad to create this brain lesion thing that they now do. I don't even know. Like, were you telling people that they weren't fat in outfits? Was that the lies? I have a hard time believing it, which granted I has a hard time believing it, so fair. But he's so pure. I do like him better than Zane and David combined, so. Well, I like Zane a lot, actually. Of the two, I would rather date Zane. But he's just such a good little lemon, and I love him so much, and he's a national treasure that should be protected at all costs. And I'm glad there isn't a stupid love triangle. So it's great because I feel like Frizz would lose. Probably the childhood best friend of your older brother or something like that or something else. I don't know if another one popped up. She knows no other people. She has one sort of girl she talks to at the dorm and then the sly girl. But she has no friends. Even Tally had Paris before he turned pretty. Aya has nobody. She doesn't have any people that are now pretty or now living in the castle. She has to have people that she knows because she goes to class still. Which I have another question. How come when you're famous you don't have to go to class? That feels like a huge problem with the system. You should still need to go to school even if you're famous. They need smart people to keep this going. But she's just like, nah, man. Skipping all of the class. Just becoming famous. To be honest, how many celebrities in today's society still go to school? I mean, they have little tutors and stuff, but... I stand by it. They were making fun of the rusty ways, and then they're doing exactly that. Oh, yeah. We're so much smarter and capable and better than the Rusties does exactly what they did. Yeah, I definitely think that's part of the commentary. Society will never change, even when they change so dramatically. Because of the stupid oil! Ah! 
I'm still mad about the cataclysm that caused the Rusty's downfall, but that's beside the point anyway. So that's it forever. History is repeating. If we haven't hit you over the head with a hammer with that, he hasn't done his job, apparently, because that is as subtle as a brick. I cannot wait for you to read the rest of the this and then we'll finish Cinder. Add them both to the rotation. Okay. So, yeah, all of that. The one thing, weirdly, we have not talked about yet, Mogul is adorable. Oh, guys. It's her sidekick. It's another national treasure. It's a hover cam, by the way. It's not an animal like a Disney princess gets, but it has a little personality. It's kind of like... Wally. Wally or like Iko from Cinder. Yeah, although Iko talks. Yeah, just a cute little kind of robot thing, but it's got a personality because it blinds her, like it blinks at her, and it doesn't understand, hey, don't show your high beams at me and it will not learn and she's tried to fix it and it's like no and it's actually a plot point later when mogul doesn't flash her with the night lights and it's like haha he has been reprogrammed by the enemy dun, dun, dun. i did not catch that yeah it's subtle i think i would have to have thought of that more to be like oh my gosh he didn't do that because i'm pretty sure she was like don't flash your night lights and then he didn't flash night lights three or four times and so i was like oh he actually listened and then it was like haha he has been reprogrammed. I was like, oh, oops. But Mogul's adorable. Follows her around everywhere. Gets thrown to the bottom of a lake. Gets painted. Gets sent off into a jungle. Gets reprogrammed. Has all the things happen to him. But he's still going strong. I was worried for a second in the jungle that they were going to be like, and he dies. And she's never allowed to see him again. I'm like, you're not allowed to do this. They do ditch him because he's not going fast enough. And Tally's like, we're leaving without your stupid hover cam. Yeah. Even though in the end, Tally's like, yeah, you need to tell this story. And I'm like, how is she supposed to do that without her hover cam? Hmm. It keeps up. It tries really hard and it finds her. Like, it finds her, guys. But it was also reprogrammed to do that, so... True, but still, it was coming for her. It was trying. It tries very hard and it does great work, apparently. The button cams don't get names, though. We can care less about those. Yeah. Well, low quality? No, thank you. I guess. I have no idea. I do not know the difference in quality from her button cams to Mogul. All I know is when she met the Sly Girls later on, all of her shirt buttons were these little cams. And I'm like, how would you pick an image of video from like two centimeters difference? Or probably more like two inches. I don't know. I'm not good at linked off the top of my head. I don't wear button jump shirts. How far away are buttons? About an inch, maybe? I guess it depends on the shirt, too. But yes, Mogul gets a name. He's adorable. Everyone loves him. The rest of the cameras are annoying in canon. Yeah. Well, and it's like they have paparazzi cameras. Not surprised. Like the size of a cork in a champagne bottle. Yeah. They litter around. And then there's all these clicks where it's like the surge monkeys where they get a lot of surgeries. And then there was one. Okay, I probably should have mentioned nudity. But it's mentioned. You don't see anything. But it's like, oh, there's an invisible group that can turn themselves invisible. And I was like, what happens to their clothes? And then the brother and the friend are like, what clothes? And she's like, oh, well, that's one way to be invisible. And they kind of move on from there. They also have the reputation bombers, which are an interesting thought. Can you make somebody else famous just by saying their name enough times? I want to know how they pick the name. That never gets brought up because Aya pretends to be a reputation bomber, which is basically they go stand in a circle and chant someone's name until they super spike up. And supposedly it's supposed to be like, oh, we're just trying to game the system and figure out how it works and what. No, 
You're just making a random person rich for a night. I think they pick one of themselves. They do. They pick a reputation bomber. But how do they pick which reputation bomber it is? Is there a system? Is there a lottery? Whoever's there, they pick one of them. How do they pick one of them? How do they not pick the same one every time? I have questions. If you chant someone's name a thousand times and then he says his name the next time it's about to be picked up, you don't pick him again. That's true. Flashbacks about saying this random guy's name. Yeah, like it comes up in random conversations. And she just has the PTSD moment where she's like, I had to say that name so many times. I never want to hear that name ever in my life ever again. And that was the one time she tried to be a reputation bomber. I think she's done it a couple times. I think it's implied. I'm not really sure because she knew where to meet them. So she had to be in the know a little bit more. But yes, that's fair. I would never want to say hey, that person's name ever again. I still want to know. Do they draw straws? Rock, paper, scissors? What are we doing here? Is it picked by a person on high out of all his members? Like, I just I have questions. That will never get answered because it wasn't actually that thought out. Keep you guessing. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh my gosh. I think that's the only two I remember. Because they kept bringing up surge monkeys. Because they were like, oh, the Inhumans are so weird. Like surge monkeys. And then the Invisible Club. And then the Radical Honesty Group. Which Frizz started and we only meet Frizz from it. Yeah, that is weird we don't meet anybody else. He never really has a group. He bumps into Aya at the party and it's like, oh, you're so pretty. Like, I love your nose because she's got her ugly face still. Which I do not understand the nose thing because none of the pictures I've ever seen on the covers where it's like, oh, you have a really big nose. But maybe I just don't get it. I'm like, that is a normal nose. I don't, fair. I would technically be unugly. So for me, normal. But even Tally and Shay, nosy and skinny or something like that. Yeah. They just pick a random part of their body that they were slightly uncomfortable with. And that was their nickname, their mean nickname to each other. But that was another thing. I, at the end, is like, I like my nose. I'm like, yeah, you do it girl love yourself let's go but yeah no he doesn't have a group he doesn't have a posse you never meet anyone else in radical honesty because you hear like oh this planet radical honesty all of them do it like never he's never with anyone he's always with aya are we sure this is a click or is this just frizz (laughs) well they did say a lot more people had been joining his group at some point and he's like yeah yeah and at the end he's like oh i'm gonna change it so i can keep surprises he still wants to be super honest he just doesn't want the if i don't tell you what you want to know right now i'm gonna pop so he's like, oh, radical honesty can go on without me. I'm like, with who? At least with the pretties and stuff, like with Tally, we met some of the other ones. We met people in the smoke. We met the specials that they pulled along with them. Versus for someone who tells the truth, he's kind of all by himself. Maybe he told the truth too much and his truthful friends don't care. They don't like him because he's too honest. But I think that is part of what is so wholehearted cuteness about Frizz. It's because you always know his motives. Yes, he's very honest. At no point are you ever like, oh, are you trying to be deceptive? No. He says, I like your nose because he likes her nose. And then they hang out because he wants to hang out with her because he thinks she's cute. And it's like, yes. Because even David and Zane both have moments. I'm like, I don't know if you actually are talking to Tally this way because you believe it or just because she's a little crazy or she's new pretty. Or you're brainwashed. Yeah. Or she's the first kind of interesting, ugly that you've met. Or she's not like other girls. She's not like other girls. But Aya is like other girls. Everybody else. And I kind of love it. Rebellion against the not like other girls. Ha ha! The just like every other girls wins the guy. 
even with Tally being like, oh, I hate that. I'm like, yeah, because you're a lying liar who lies. Heaven forbid someone be honest around you. She would have to be honest with herself and she doesn't want to do that. I don't think she has the capability. Mm-mm. Well, whatever, Tally. You don't know what a good boyfriend is anyway, so bleh. I'm trying to think, though. I feel like we had way more to say about the other books, but most of this book is just inoffensive. Yeah. Yeah, the whole first section can be summed up with she meets the Sly Girls they train surf a bunch and then they find out about the Inhumans. Yeah, there's other scenes where it's like, oh, she goes down into the pit and the sly girl steal Mogul and throw him into a lake. And they're like, you have to be a sly girl without cameras. And she's like, okay. But I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't have really anything special to say about that situation. It just is kind of like, thumbs up. Yep, that's plot. Yeah, this book was driven more by plot and less by deep feelings and emotions and betrayal. And dumb storylines that I want to rant about for five minutes straight. Yeah. I don't have a lot to rant about besides the living in space atmosphere. Yeah, which is not revealed to the end, so it's not like a huge part of this. I kind of preferred when I thought they were all just moving to the ozone to kill everybody. Yeah, I definitely still am team aliens. Because there was a point where Tally was like, oh, they're trying to save humanity. And I was like, ah, no, no, no. He did not say I want to save humanity. He said he wants to save the world from humanity. That is not helping humanity. But no, they're good guys. And he even goes to a party, which is weird. Yeah, that was a weird choice, guys. Once again, he gets his face rank really high up because of the story. And I'm like, he's not a citizen. Why does he have a face rank? (laughs) Anyone could get a face rank at this point. It's just, ah, this currency is dumb. I definitely also hate that David was not a part of the story. Because if it's supposed to be the big, whatever, their great love story, which it's not... David comes in at the very end, and it's like, oh, I'll save you guys, but not really. Don't even save him. I don't know. He was there. He was there. He had boards, I guess. That counts. The overall theme of it is their friendship, Shay and Tally. Overall, that's what this, not specifically extras, but the whole series of all seven books. And that's not resolved either. They hint at it. They're like, oh, yeah, we fight each other all the time, blah, blah, blah. But they never make up. I would have much preferred if Tally and Shay made up versus finding that Tally and David are dating again. Yeah, unnecessary. And he wasn't even in this book. Barely. Yeah, at one point he's like, thank you for helping us rewire Tally's brain a little bit more. And I'm like, why are you obsessed with her? She's literally not the girl that you like at all. I get loyalty, but you weren't loyal then. You weren't a loyal boyfriend. I hate David. I hate Dally or whatever this is. I don't even know. I don't care. Dally does seem accurate for the relationship. Dilly dallying. (laughs) But yeah, this book just doesn't have as much to rant about. No, I mean, I like it. It just, I don't know, because it's its own book and not part of the series and they change main characters and I don't know. I've never loved it, but this time around, I liked it more. Because we ranted on all the other books? Yeah. Well, and I also, well, I audiobooked it, but I read this book by itself instead of usually I'll do all four together. And I think that's been my problem because if you're coming straight out of Tally and immediately into Aya and it's like, okay, well now here's this dumb kid who only wants fame, which fair. But is why I stopped reading it in middle school. At least with Tally in the first book, she was told her whole life was going to be over and she was forced 
to not be pretty until she got Shay back. So somebody was pulling her along. I'll give Uglies this. She was really resourceful. She was really smart and independent and was able to do that whole survival wilderness. Wow, respect. And then came to this new society and like, wow, the ways I've always been taught are wrong. All my qualms with her aside, that was pretty cool that she could do that by herself where Aya definitely needed the team. Oh yeah, she's never alone. She's either with the Spy Girls with Frizz or with Ren and Hero or the whole team of everybody at the end. So it is definitely jarring to go from main character Tally and just Tally. Let's not even pretend. Yeah. To Aya, who's very different. But having just reread all of them as an adult, I'd take Aya any day. Yeah, I would suggest doing the three, the one, and then the three of the next series. Kind of give yourself some don't read all four together. But I might, honestly, when we do the next ones, I might try and do all seven together and see what happens. Quite the marathon. Yeah, well, because the last three, I did separated their continuous story, how Uglies was. Yeah, it's a trilogy. Yeah, and so I don't know. I've never done all seven together. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, might hate it. Who knows? We'll see if I like extras next time. Yeah, so general thoughts, kind of just all of that. Yeah. I like that it's Aya and Aya is different than Tally. And like I said, I like that Aya is able to to look at Tally and be like, oh, yikes. Never meet your hero, guys. Because she is yikes. And it's like, okay, cool. The author's a little bit self-aware here. Tally is not the hero. But he didn't write it well enough to be like, Tally is the anti-hero either. So just smile and wave. Hopefully she'll go away. It's a shame that Aya doesn't come back. I take it then. Aya is not a character in the rest of the series. But you do get a really good main character. That's good. Well, we'll see what happens. It's very interesting. So like 10 years later in the next series. Fair. Could have been 10 years since he was writing it. So there you go. One question for the author. I have two. I want to know why he picked Japan of all places to be like, yes, story continuation. And I also want to know why more Tally and David crap. I think I have the same questions as you. Why? Just why? Just why? You had Shay there. We had an opportunity, but nope. Tally's only thinking about the boys again. Yeah. Well, I think at the time the fans were wanting to know, because I remember I was so excited to see David the first couple times I read this book and then as I grew older and I'm like but they were not great they were kind of toxic the worst couple ever yeah it was fine that they ended up together sort of go save the wild together I don't understand why we needed more than that though it's like hey me and David are going out together it's like yeah that's pretty clear but it was like no I have to be like I haven't kissed anyone since then because my heart is still true bull crap yeah, that part's dumb. But I remember at the time, I was so excited to see David again, even though he was not in extras at all until the very, very end. So why did I care? I mean, I was eating it up. I loved it. Teen me, love. See, teen me was teen Zane, and I hated it. I hated that David won. And I was like, I hate you. You're a terrible couple. I wish you had never met. Ugh, rating. I will give it a... Mm, the only thing that's coming to mind is a bubblehead lost in the woods out of 10 because I don't know it's so smart and so stupid of a book that I just can't get away from the science but I also like it there's your problem yeah I feel like all the time I'm like science and you're just like and I'm gonna cover my ears I don't care about science and ignore you because I refuse to not like this book yeah they're not aliens for me We've hit your level of bad science. This is it. Yeah. You're like, all the other crap? Yep, to put up with easily. Don't care. The not fault in our stars book you made me read? Don't care. Not this. The Inhumans. Zero line in the sand. 
<laughs> my rating is finding out this book series that you love forever ago has another book in it. Because <laughs> nice. literally, yes, but also no. Yeah. This is not a beloved series anymore. I read it as an adult. I am patting my old cell phone the head like, ooh, honey. Way to be very 2007's middle school child about it. But I liked this book. I like it. To go on to read again, I'm more likely to read this than the trilogy. I can't say if I would ever have the time where I'm just sitting around and I'm like, you know what I want to read or even listen to? Extras. Yeah. I feel like I would have other books I would want to read before this. But if I had to pick a book, I would pick this before specials or any of the other trilogy, frankly. Maybe not Uglies. No, David's in that one. Okay, yeah, no, I, I'd pick this over Uglies. You clearly are going to read it again, so I'll just skip that for you. What's your favorite in the series so far? So far out of these four, I think Pretty. Really? Because you liked Pretty's the least when we talked last. Every time I think about it, I think of a different one. I love the Uglies. I love the beginning. I know it's got David, but I liked David mostly. Zane is the better choice, but in Uglies, we don't know Zane. Sure. Although we get that scene of David standing in a hurricane because him and Tally fought, heaven forbid, and she had to apologize to get him to go back into the tent. Mm. Whiny baby. Not great. I don't know. I specials I just don't like. And extras I like a little bit more, but it's still it's bottom three, bottom four. Interesting. I like how Pretty's is not your favorite because it was my favorite and you were like, no, uglies. Madam Inconsistency. I like it though. That's why I ask the question. It's different every time, I feel like. It really is. It truly is. Thank you for exploring extras with us. I'm Sam Reiner. And I'm Danielle. And we hope to see you in a frontier next time. Escape With Me Book Club is a Lunar Skull production. Check us out on TikTok or Instagram to keep up to date with us. Lunar underscore S-K-U-L-K.